Well, it sounds like applause for our next guest, I think, more than the, the song. Well, I believe so. <laughs> Welcome. Yes. Our wonderful friend, Deacon Anthony Seo. Welcome, Deacon. Well, thank you so very much. <laughs> and thank you for all that applause. There you go. Yes, we, we have a live audience <laughs> in the studio today, and I said it's Deacon Anthony next, and they all started applauding. There you go. <laughs> Uh, if only it were true. <laughs> no, you're well loved, Deacon. We by everybody that listens, and of course, we love you because you're always such a, a joy to have on with us. Yes. Well, thank you. That's very, very kind of you. I'm always so happy to be here. And I'll tell you what I'd like to talk about today, if it's okay. I would like to speak about Lent. What do you think? Oh, oh, oh gee, I don't know why, but sure, go ahead. Perfect timing, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I tell you, I, I absolutely love Lent. I mean, I, I really do. For me, it's an interesting time. It's like the spring cleaning of our lives. I guess that's what I think about it. Try to, try to sweep out the cobwebs and, and clean up and, and kind of you know, change and move on. And one of the things that, that, that kind of strikes me when I think about Lent is I think about old traditions. Um, you know, when I was a kid growing up, um, we lented on cake, candy, and ice cream. That was kind of That's the tradition. Right. Cake, yes. candy, and ice cream. Yes. And then, you know, as it started to get a little bit older, you started to look at things like, what can you add? What do you want to do additionally for Lent? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, as, as I pass on to, to that next stage, you really start to think very, very deeply and seriously about change, um, the changes that you can still make in your life. So I love to think about those old traditions, but I've got to tell you a story about something that happened to me. And this is a true story, and I'm going to share this story with you. It's an embarrassing one, but you know what? If I can't embarrass myself with your <laughs> audience, who can I embarrass That's myself right. with? So this is a true story. It happened a few years ago. I actually was a uh, associate uh, chaplain at one of the large uh, hospitals in South Jersey in the Diocese of Camden, and it was um, uh, Ash Wednesday, and I had gotten ashes in the morning. And for those of you who know me, because I don't have any hair, when they put ashes on my head, it's like a canvas. You know, there's just this big space to be able to work with. So I had this large amount of ashes on my head, and I went to the hospital, and I was visiting people and so forth. And then at one point, um, someone stopped me in the hallway and said, what's that dirt on your head? Oh, my. Now, I've got to tell you, though, it gave me this great opportunity to explain an important part of my faith. Yes. So I went on to explain that in the old biblical times, People recognize their sinfulness. They decide to change their ways. It is ashes to symbolize their repentance. They might dress in sackcloth and sit in ashes or cover their heads with ashes. It was a public display to others that they recognized their failures or repenting of their sins and were going to make a change. I went on to explain that ashes on our forehead is our public display as Catholics. We acknowledge that we're sinners. We want to change our lives. We're going to leave sin behind. We're going to go closer to our Lord. We want a change of heart. It's a reminder that we're dust, and unto dust we return. We have this one life to live, and in this life we should try our best to really follow the will of the Lord and be the best that we can be. Now, I have to tell you, after I did that, I really felt proud of myself. Yes. Because this outward display of ashes on my forehead gave me this opportunity to talk to someone about Christ. However, God has a way of smacking me in the back of my head when I get a little too full of myself. Mm-hmm. So much to my embarrassment, here's what happened next. 
I went to the hospital cafeteria. I liked the food there. The staff was good. I learned about their families. I went over. I grabbed the bagel. I toasted it. I put some cream cheese on the bagel. Then I went over to the steam table and stood over this large tray of bacon. Oh, you know where the story's going, right? right? Oh, boy. I looked down, and I meticulously chose three or four strips of perfectly cooked bacon the way I like it. I <laughs> crisp. I, I put them on top of my bagel. I made this epic bacon, cream cheese, and bagel sandwich. Oh, boy. So, so I get to the counter to pay, and one of the cashiers, they're also a Catholic, who I got to know very well, also with ashes on her forehead, she looks at me, she looks down at my plate, and she proceeds to say in a loud voice for everyone in the entire cafeteria to hear, Deacon, don't you know it's Ash Wednesday? <laughs> you can't eat meat today. Oh, I look up, everybody's staring at me. Oh. I had, I had for, completely forgotten it was Ash Wednesday, yeah. and we, you know, we we, we abstained from meat. Mm-hmm. Now That's she funny. wasn't finished. Okay, no. she went on to look up and say to everyone who could possibly hear, "Look, everybody, I saved the deacon from sinning." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! With that I lowered my head, I made my way over to the trash can, and I sadly said goodbye to my perfectly cooked <laughs> bacon and bagel. Now, I, I can bet that on Ash Wednesday, every year since then, she has told that story <laughs> oh, to geez. everyone who came into the cafeteria. There you go. And, you know, it's, it's one of those embarrassing moments. Right. Yes. And I think about that every Ash Wednesday, because it reminds me that sometimes we can get embarrassed by the small things that we do, mm-hmm. but it also makes you realize that there's big things that we do mm-hmm. that we should be embarrassed. And, and, you know, we embarrass ourselves in front of God when we do some of the bad things in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. So it always kind of refreshes and re- allows me to reflect on the fact that we are sinners. Mm-hmm. We make mistakes. We, you know what, we screw up. And there's things that we can do in our lives to help change and help fix. You know, we mess up. And and it's going to happen. We've got this loving God who's always there to save us and help us and take us back and bring us kindness when we do mess up, so long as we come back with our heart full of sorrow. That's 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 my little story of embarrassment that I wanted to share with you guys. And I think everybody's got those stories. Oh, I think oh, I, 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 that's right. That's right. As you were saying that, I'm thinking of a few of my own that I'm going to right now. But uh, you're right. But isn't it beautiful? <laughs> the um, just the flow of events. The God. God created us in all our human frailties that we can, we are given that opportunity, and do we avail ourselves of that opportunity to turn to him and beg for forgiveness because he's all merciful and all loving and all forgiving. And sadly, you know, some people aren't there. How could we, Deacon, in in your wisdom, get those people that we know haven't been to church or now are getting so comfortable staying home and we want them to come look it's lent why don't you consider that now is the acceptable time uh that is a great question because i think it's a question that we're struggling with as a church always and i think more so this year 
because we're seeing less people. We've got to get people returned. And, and you know what? The, the answer is a difficult one because it's a difficult one because it requires us to do something we're not used to doing, yeah. and that is to be open and outright and be able to touch people on the shoulder and say, or yeah. call on the phone and say, it's time to come back. Yeah. Please. Yeah. This, is, this is why you should be coming back. You stayed away <clears throat> for lots of reasons, but now is the time <clears throat> mm-hmm. to cleanse yourself and to really come back. You know, we're not, we're not good at doing that as Catholics. Unfortunately, we're not. Right. But we have to do that. We've got to reach out. We've got to take the opportunity. And we've got to, it starts in our own families, right? right. We, we start in our own families and say to those family members who are coming back, say, hey, it's time to come back. You've been yeah. away long enough. Yeah. Please come back. Our Lord is forgiving. And then from that, it becomes our friends. And we also have to reach out to those who, who might be strangers, but sometimes people are looking. It, it, People sometimes want to be able to speak to someone. They're looking for someone who can help them. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with us saying to them, listen, come to church with me. Yes. Come come, hear what we know to be the truth. And this is how we can bring you peace and joy and happiness and love back into your life. Yeah. Starts with us. Starts with us asking. And by asking, we're demonstrating, and we can even set it up this way, I I'm going to say this because I care about you. I, I care about you. I love you, whatever, you know, that level of relationship is. And that's why I'm sharing this, because I care about you now and I care about your eternal soul. <laughs> All right. And you're right. You know, there, there's an old saying, and I think it's, I, I saw this, there's a bunch of TV show recently, and somebody said it, it struck with me. It's an old saying, and the person said it's highly overrated. And the saying is that wisdom comes with age. And the person said the reason that saying is so highly overrated because the implication is that you become wiser because of your mistakes. You become wiser because you look back on the people you've hurt and the things that you've done wrong. And the person said the reason that's overstated is because what we should really be doing is not waiting till we're older to have that wisdom. Mm-hmm. We can have that wisdom now by following Jesus. When we follow our Lord... We gain the wisdom to lead a beautiful life, to lead a joy-filled life. That's what we want to share with people, okay? Just, just as you said, John, that's what we're going to be able to do. We want to say to people, we love you, and we want you to see the wisdom and have the wisdom of how to lead a life in perfect harmony with our Lord. Mm. And that's the beauty, Deacon, of the season, I think, in that every—I was saying it the other day on Ash Wednesday, every year we get to the same point again, the beauty of the— the cycle of our liturgical seasons. We know we're going to hit Ash Wednesday again. And we get here and we start the, the, the beautiful season of Lent on Ash Wednesday, and we think, okay, now I want to be a better and a holier person six weeks from now. I want to, And what, what can I do to make me holier? What can I do to have a, a, a better and a closer relationship with the Lord? And it's, it's a great starting point. And here we are only just a couple days later. Maybe some of us already have already broken our, 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 our fasts and, and, and sure. you know, but you know what? You pick yourself up and you start over again, right? That's why God That's gave exactly us six right. weeks, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what you just mentioned, people will say to me, what should I do for Lent? And over the years I've learned, but I look them in the eye and I say, very simple, here's what you should do for Lent, change. Mm-hmm. And they kind of look back and say, what do you mean? Time to change. Look deep within yourself. What are those things that you know are not in conformity with, with God's will? What are the things you're doing you know are wrong? Again, as I mentioned earlier, we know the mistakes we make. 
Mm. We don't need people to tell us what we're doing wrong. We know it. Mm. Time to change. Look deep in your soul and do that. So that's become my my uh, my word for everyone. They say, you know, what should I do for Lent? Or what are you going to do for Lent? I say, I'm going to change. <laughs> I'm really going to change. I'm going to get away from some of those things that that I know I shouldn't be doing. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll 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 travel through this Lent. When we come out on the other side, you know, we may not be perfect. You're going to be better, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and that's that's all. That's all our Lord is asking us mm-hmm. to do: just strive to be better. Right. And I, I was thinking also, reflecting on Ash Wednesday, this whole year has been a year of Lent. We've given up so much in yeah. so many ways, and been asked to sacrifice in so many ways. Right. I mean, it's been it's been like a year long Lent, and continuous Lent, and continuing yeah. going through it. So. <laughs> No, it's like okay. Well, come on, Easter! Come on, Easter! Let's go. I know. But uh, it's almost like we just push the reset button. Like it's still Lent. We're yeah, still it's, you know. Groundhog yeah, Day. I, right? I, I feel so deeply in my heart for those for those parents who who are trying to homeschool their children oh, through right. this whole process. Oh, I yeah. feel so deeply for that. They're trying to hold a job. They're trying to do what they can do. Yeah. And you know what? I, and I, I look at I look at my uh, my children and I laugh <laughs> because I can see I can see on their faces. It's like, oh please! <laughs> but you know, <laughs> as the nuns used to say, "Offer it up, offer it up, offer it up." Right? <laughs> but even we, even we as grandparents, you know, we love our, all of our children because we have three beautiful little grandchildren, and we've not spent anywhere near the time with them that we normally would be spending with them, or you know, and watching them grow and mm-hmm. just holding them and hugging them. And that's been a, for us. That's been probably the greatest sacrifice I think we've had to make this entire year was 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 that. And when you put that in the perspective of Lent and and sacrifice and giving something up and offering it up to the Lord, that suffering can be can be united with his in a way and, you know, unite that suffering with, with his mother's, with our Blessed Lady in her separation from Jesus uh, during his public ministry and then having to watch him suffer on the cross. All these things we can unite and put it all in perspective. And also see and feel the longing, the longing and the thirsting for whatever that might be that you, that you are sacrificing. So we, we are longing and thirsting for that resurrection, for that Easter day. Um, and it's just so many parallels, you know, to Jesus's life. It's absolutely true. I mean, and I really do think that the suffering that we're going through, this difficult time, there, there's there's reasons for everything that happened. There, there's we, we will come out of this as better people. I think mm-hmm. if we look at this the suffering we have, we offer it up uh, to our Lord, and we look and see what we've learned from this and how we can become better. I, I think we can become better people. There's there's something good that can come out of it sure. if we take the time to to have the wisdom to to look at this in a wise way and say how how is our Lord asking me to change as a result of these sufferings and difficulties? Right. And you're and, and which is that is right. This this whole this whole year. Uh, has been has been a period of of Lent, a period of, of deep soul searching, and um, we can't wait till it's over. But hopefully, when it's over, we're better people because of it. Amen, Absolutely. amen. Well, Deacon Anthony Co., thank you so much as always for being with us uh, today, and we'll look forward uh, to having you still be Lent next month when you come back. So we'll look forward to having you back with more. So have a beautiful rest of your day, and thanks for all you do for us. Uh, thank you. It's so much my pleasure speaking with you and, and for everyone listening. God bless you. And until next time, uh, all the best. Beautiful. Stay well.
All right, friends, you stay where you are. We'll be back with more Friday Live. Don't go away. Jim's coming up with the weather.